0: But you don't know me. Shut up and sit, and sit down. down. Welcome back to You Don't Know Me, a podcast about people you don't know. I'm your host, Veeps, and we have a brand new guest, Z.
1: Hi there, I'm Z. Thanks for letting me on to your show.
0: First of all, we have already done this interview, and due to a little bit of a computer glitch here, we actually lost all the information. So we're doing it again for you lovely people.
1: Yeah, there was a a technical issue. Um, You know, Veeps was on a cruise in San Diego Harbor, (laughs) and they actually had livestock on the boat. It was the weirdest thing. A mule bumped into her while she was working on it. Laptop goes right into the water, right into the bay. It's the worst thing ever. But hey, here we are.
0: But here we are. You know, luckily he was patient enough to do it again.
1: <laughs> you can delete that. <laughs> that was oh, stupid. no, no,
0: that's staying it. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, um, so let's give you guys some backstory here. Z is a little bit of a non-traditional guest in that I did actually not know him before he came onto the show. um, And I met him through Tinder. What? (laughs) What? Where we did set up a YDKM profile, just mainly because those episodes have been so popular.
1: Who does that? Come on.
0: Exactly. Who does that? So uh, Z was the person that was just crazy enough to go, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I
1: was. It must have been a really slow Sunday night.
0: (laughs) so tell me a little bit about tinder for you how long have you been using it
1: oh way 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 too long <laughs> i've been tindering for like two years now
0: okay consistently
1: um for the most part yeah okay yeah it's been pretty consistent i've uh, never been away from it for a couple months just because you know i'm new to town i've been i've lived in atlanta for two years and um as a 33 year old unmarried man um, it has proved to be one of the best ways of meeting people. Yeah, it's really great for that. Honestly, oh, it's fantastic. Like, you can talk shit about it all day long, but in the end, like it, it's really convenient for meeting strangers for one purpose or another.
0: It <laughs> was very, very subtle there. <laughs> um, so, tell everybody what does your Tinder profile look like?
1: What? Well, I uh, gosh. Um. What is my Tinder profile? What
0: is your Tinder brand, so to speak?
1: You know, that's hard to say. Like, I tried... I've tried different things. Like sometimes I I change my profile and I make it into something like, I don't care, whatever. I'm not taking this seriously. I'm just making stupid jokes about myself. Sometimes I'm trying to provide legitimate information that ladies on the internet would want to know. Like, oh, I'm this tall. I live in this neighborhood. I work in this industry. Look at me. I'm like a catch and all that bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I want to like tell people that, but sometimes I just don't care. You know you know i think that one of the weird things about all of this the modern dating ritual that we all go through is that there's a lot of turnover yeah not for everybody but for it's a, a good lot word of people for it, turnover. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of turnover like i've met a ridiculous number of women it makes no sense i honestly would have never expected it but
0: mm-hmm.
1: one of the weird things about the modern dating rituals and with all of the turnover is that you get kind of burned out after a while?
0: Yeah, definitely. Oh,
1: God, I don't want to put any effort into this.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I could have, like, the most, like, a potentially amazing, gorgeous woman, like,
0: and you're just, like, talk you're to me gonna and ghost like, me just like everybody else. <laughs> I
1: do not want to deal with your bullshit. I do not want to, like.
0: You're human. You have bullshit. We all know this. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, uh, you know, as a guy, like, you know, modern, like, equality aside, like regardless of all of that, it's still a dude's role most of the time, not always, most of the time to move things forward. And if a dude doesn't move things forward, well, it's not going to go anywhere. And sometimes I just, Mm -hmm. I don't know about other guys, but I just burn out on it after a while. I I don't want to move anything forward.
0: That's I think that's completely human and fair. Like, it's almost, dating has become almost like a production mentality. Like, it's, you're almost in sales, You're even right. If you don't want to be in sales, you know? <laughs>
1: How many can I produce this month? <laughs> oh, oh, I've got to get my
0: five this week. Let's
1: look at my charts. Mm, yes, went on many dates this week. Very productive. I mean, yes.
0: What are your metrics looking like these days? <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, not very good, if I'm honest, but that's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I yep. think people find they either, you know, are like, I meet somebody or they just burn out.
1: Yeah. I'm on the burnout track. Mm-hmm. I think I counted.
0: But if you get to the burnout phase, you're not going to meet anybody because you're burned out, you know? Right?
1: That's like my destiny, though.
0: <laughs> and then you'll meet someone at a bookstore and it'll be fine
1: <laughs> oh who goes to bookstores anymore um, they do have starbucks but anyway
0: you <laughs> go to the starbucks in the
1: bookstore <laughs> you know I, I think i probably told you this at, at one point or maybe before all your data fell into the san diego bay or whatever it's called um but yeah I, when i was younger i was kind of expected that oh i'm gonna find some lady and like settle in and make a family and all of that stuff hmm I'm totally telling... I'm, I'm I'm drunk chattering right now. I apologize, totally radio fine. people.
0: This is like drunk history, but it's like drunk personal history. <laughs> it's, it's really good. I probably
1: should have eaten something today. But, <laughs> but anyway, like, you know, you have all these plans for your eventual adult life, and you're like, that's how it's going to be. Oh, yeah, and then here I am 10 years well into being an adult at 33, and it didn't pan out the way I expected it to. Mm-hmm. And eventually you kind of up hope on anything that you planned it would be and that's not necessarily a bad thing you're like it's definitely Sometimes
0: it turns out better but yeah,
1: yeah. and i would it's definitely interesting like mm-hmm. my life i can i could never say my life is not interesting my life is interesting as fuck since i've been in Atlanta. Yeah. like there's been some crazy things that's happened and you know some people would say oh your life is boring because you don't go to music festivals every weekend i don't care okay i'm not I, into that
0: for the record hate that shit so much
1: oh that is an immediate left swipe yeah (laughs) no (laughs) offense so
0: here's the thing like even tink and a lot of the other people on this podcast love this shit and i and i give them hell for it you know but I'm I'm just jaded and and don't think that it's interesting.
1: What music festivals? (laughs) Yes, I
0: I always end up pissed off at the end of it and like sunburned and I'm or like rains every fucking time. Have you
1: been outside in Atlanta in the summer? Yeah, it's it's damn hot. Do that to yourself. Why? Where's the fun? There are like air conditioned (laughs) places where you can like smell nice next to each other. (laughs) I mean, I don't know about you clowns, but I like.
0: The comfort yeah
1: i'm just an old curmudgeon though so that's
0: i'm i'm 100 with you there i think i'm just an old fart that's what it, that's really what it boils down to is i'm the lame one
1: i don't know we're in this together though we're, we'll, we'll, we'll be lame together so Woo! that makes it okay lameoids
0: unlikely friends from tinder <laughs>
1: how does this happen but uh yeah. T- this t- is
0: this is the story of Veep's life, just a little snapshot there.
1: Meeting weirdos from Tinder.
0: Just meeting weirdos in general. <laughs> I, f- I find my tribe, I find my people yeah. in a variety of strange places. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, we we do that.
0: So overall though, it sounds like Tinder's been a pretty positive experience for you.
1: It's not not been what I expected, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun and I'm going to keep doing it. How is I'm it just... different
0: than what you expected?
1: <laughs> um it might just be a result of being in Atlanta. Okay. But
0: so the people are just different than what you knew before. The,
1: there, are, yeah. people are different. There are more people, and I'm older. So I think women respond to me differently than when I was in my 20s. Mm.
0: Um,
1: everything's gotten a lot easier. And oh God, this sounds awful coming from an anonymous voice on the internet. But damn, women in Atlanta are frisky as hell. It's weird. <laughs> It's weird. And you're complaining? No, I'm not complaining, but I was not ready for that. Oh,
0: you just I like- did
1: not expect that. Like I was, you know, Mr Like I was not I was a virgin until I was twenty six, right? Like I was not ready for like Being thirty one and going out with women, and they were all like, "Hey, this is what we do now." I was like, "What?" (laughs) I was
0: not part of this. (laughs) Somehow, the is this how we do it?
1: I'm not complaining. Hey, let's go. That's great. Thanks for doing that, but (laughs) whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa! (laughs) Give me a heads up or something.
1: I know, right? It's it's really funny. One of the first dates I went out when I moved here was with this girl. And one of the first things we talked about on Cupid, actually, she was like, what are your thoughts on church? <laughs> she's really <laughs> involved with their church. Right. Yeah. And she's like, that's really important to me. And, you know, I, I, I you know, I just want to you know that that's important to me. And I hope that it's something that you would consider. I was like, OK, sure. I grew up in the church, whatever. You know, I'd like to meet you. And maybe if this You're works seeing, out, I'll go yeah. to church with you, whatever. It's no big deal. Um, so I was expecting her to be a bit more reserved than she, than she wound up being. She was very aggressive. Oh, women in Atlanta are nuts, man. I, I could, I I was not ready for that.
0: The statistics are not in our favor here.
1: That's so true. there
0: are more women, there are more educated women in Atlanta than there are educated men.
1: Good thing I went to school.
0: Yeah, I so graduated, that's got my really GED what it is. and
1: everything. You
0: have potential.
1: I do. <laughs> you can fix me, baby. <laughs> oh, God.
0: One of the other things that we talked about that I loved were some of the stories of some of the women that you've encountered. Oh, God. We were talking about some of the more interesting women that you've come across. So is there one that, like, sticks out to you?
1: Oh, yeah, well... I would say there, I've met some interesting characters in Atlanta since I've started dating. And one of the things that surprised me is just that I come from relatively humble beginnings, at least Mm -hmm. a relatively humble background, at least compared to a lot of people here in town. Yeah. You know, I, whatever, we were homeless when I was a kid. I come from the trailer park, Um, never had any money, but... I meet these really fancy ladies.
0: <laughs> fancy ladies. I
1: meet some really fancy people. Yeah. It's really been interesting. And there was like, this...
0: why are why are my hair? <laughs> yeah.
1: Basically. But I met this one girl from OkCupid okay or something. Re- really, really nice, nice woman. She lives up the street from here, actually. wonder what she's doing tonight. Anyway.
0: <laughs> Drunken thoughts
1: of Z. <laughs> Pay no attention to me. Um... But I got to, you know, we exchanged a few messages, whatever, and I don't, I don't, we exchanged a few messages and and then I met her and I found out what she does. And it turns out that she's like a management consultant for like a boutique consulting firm. Mm -hmm. She, she travels for work Monday through Thursday and she works with clients in like New Jersey and Colorado and everything. Mm hmm. And this is just one part of her interesting background. Doesn't even go into like coming from South Africa and working in Australia and all these crazy things she's done. But she's a management consultant. Bills her clients at nine hundred dollars an hour. Nine hundred dollars an hour. Wow. (laughs) These companies pay like three thousand, like thousands and thousands of dollars for her time, and I'm sitting with her at a dive bar down the street. (laughs) I'm you're thinking, like shit. W- wait a second, what's going on here? Like, you're this crazy, fancy lady from South Africa who's like a certified scuba dive, whatever, whatever. And you bill your clients millions of dollars a year. And you're here at the dive bar with me drinking gin and tonics. How did this become my life? <laughs> How how in the world well, really
0: more than anything how did you the woman how did you end up here how did she board? end up in my life yeah. i don't
1: understand it and it's but the thing is that's what's so brilliant about the whole experience yeah is that and that's what's also that also that's what's getting better as i age yeah the the people that i meet get more and more interesting
0: yes because they've done more and they just yes you find it's so much easier to spot people from your tribe, so to speak. And yeah. it's like, oh, you're one of you're one of us. Like it's they have you know, um, and that sounds so conceited. I realize that now, like as it came out of my <laughs> mouth, but like I you're didn't mean it in a conceited conceited <laughs> way. But people have their kind of like quote unquote tribes, and mm-hmm. I think especially now with like the rise of uh, you know the internet and it being such an integral part of our lives like you find people that are quote-unquote in your tribe that aren't yeah. actually people you would have met otherwise yeah you i know?
1: never would have met this woman or a lot of the other ones like it but honestly you know obviously it didn't work out i saw yeah. her like three or four times or something but mm-hmm. it, the the experience of meeting someone that from another world is yeah. that i'm from you know, it, it, it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm really grateful for the opportunity to do this. And, uh, y- you know, it's, it's life hasn't really turned out the way I thought it would. Yeah. But life has turned out really brilliant. And it's been really fun to be able to just turn on a stupid app on my phone and meet a bunch of really interesting people from a million different places. Yeah. Who've done cool things like... Uh, you know, worked on the Great Barrier Reef for a year, living on a Whoa. boat. Or Who is this? Same girl. She really? was interesting. She was oh. crazy interesting. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so she's from
0: <laughs> South Africa.
1: She worked on the Great Barrier Reef for a year. Yeah. And uh now she's a management consulting consultant, billing nine hundred dollars an hour.
0: Damn! I, what the that, fuck am I doing with my life? I
1: know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? But at the same time, I have that
0: potential. What am I doing? <laughs>
1: I don't know if normal people have that particular <laughs> I think she's in a different class of the rest of us. Yeah, she's not fair. that she's that. Per- but, oh, but one of the most fascinating things about that is that she was at the same time, at the same time that she was like this crazy, experienced, wizardry, crazy. Hold on. Let me rephrase that. Cut that out. At the same time that she was this crazy, brilliant, experienced, amazing woman, she was just a regular person.
0: Yeah, super done Earth. And, yeah. yeah, she
1: was just a girl at the bar next to me. That's basically A girl what it who was.
0: likes going to dive bars and drinking gin and tonic. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> she was just a girl who drank. PBRs next to me at the bar, yeah. and then attacked me behind her apartment later that night. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. It was
0: so, but that's kind of the key, though. You're like, I don't think normal people. I think normal people do. You know, they're still people.
1: Yeah, and I think that's been good as a, as I grow up as an adult. So you sort of see mm-hmm. people in all these fancy roles doing all these fancy things,
0: and then they're just people. And
1: yeah. then I realized that there's this person in a super fancy role. I've never known someone who is who yeah. commands that sort of like uh, prestige, I guess, yeah. professionally. And she's just a drunk girl at the bar who, who's like a drunk girl making out with me behind her apartment. It's like there's nothing special <laughs> or unique about her in any sort of glamorous way. Yeah. Like it, when you
0: get down to it. She's yeah.
1: just like me. Yeah. I mean, and that was one of the more memorable moments.
0: I have friends who are doing incredible things right now. And th- it's crazy to me that they view me as equals because I... I see them like I've known a lot of them I've known way before their lives got glamorous, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I knew them back in like high school or like college, you know, or you know, some of them I met when they were very successful, but they're just super down to earth, you know? Yeah. So and a lot of them, you know, honestly, like, um, when I'm traveling a lot, like couch surfing is another option too. Like the internet is a great fucking way to meet people. Like, it's fantastic. I mean, occasionally you might get killed, but you know. Have,
1: have you ever tried meeting people in person? Though it's the worst. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs>
0: it's so hard to translate. It is yeah. that like once you can get over the awkwardness,
1: though. It's not even. People are like terrified of me in person. Have you seen me? I look terrifying in person. Apparently, he's not
0: terrifying looking.
1: I look terrifying. Look at this beard. You're you're afraid of me. Just.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just admit it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you're not scary.
1: I, I don't know. People are scared of me. In I invited you
0: into my apartment. I, I don't know I what it is. You. No, people
1: are afraid of me. They, people do not warm to me quickly, but after I talk to them for a bit, they seem to. But anyway, the internet does help for that, but it, it's a wonderful tool. I'm very thankful for it.
0: Yeah. No, it's been awesome. Anyway, um, so... Obviously, and this was one of the the big questions of last time was, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> Talking to some random crazy podcast people on Tinder.
1: I don't know. I was, um, well, uh, like I said, I, I don't really know what I'm doing in town. I mean, I obviously, I know what I'm doing in town. Mm-hmm. I I have a pretty good job. I have a condo and everything. I love the city. Um, but you said, hey, you want to be in a podcast? I was like, well, why the hell not? <laughs> like, I mean, that's I don't think... It's not something
0: someone asks you on Tinder every day, so... Yeah,
1: I mean, I like... I, I'm normally a pretty reserved fellow. I don't mm-hmm. ramble about myself. I don't push information about myself onto anyone. Um, but when given the opportunity, I can kind of just sort of like chatter about it. Yeah. <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure you've heard my life story once or twice at this point.
0: Yeah, we, we have heard it once and it's very good. So I'm excited to hear it again.
1: I, I don't know that it's very good, but it's, it's unexpected and... I don't know. Like, I, when I tell people this story, especially when it's well delivered, mm-hmm. um, just like where I came from and how I wound up here, it's, it's like I've seen faces light up as a result of it. Yeah. Like, they're like, wow, you actually, you're not some spoiled rich kid from a, you know, old school southern family who went to private school and everything. No, you like, got a
0: different background. Yeah.
1: The people seem to be charmed by the fact that I came from, I, I'm not going to pretend like, I had a really rough childhood because i always you know i've always been in america i'm a white male and everything but like i my family was homeless when i was three you know mm-hmm. life was not really fun for the majority of my life i i grew up you know to i guess white trash parents to put it bluntly um, mm-hmm. they they put a lot of focus on uh religion yeah that was the, really the only thing. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't teach me any life skills. They taught me how to pray. Yeah. You know, and if, if...
0: And where where are they now?
1: They're they're in Tallahassee.
0: Okay. So, Tallahassee, just for them, is where you're from originally.
1: Yeah, I'm from Tallahassee, and um, I spent 29 years there. But, you know, growing up in that situation, I they didn't really teach me much about the world. I wasn't really very aware of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I didn't really have any money, like, I was... I grew up in this really sheltered, closed off situation um, until I graduated college. I was lucky enough to go to college on a scholarship. Um, but I wasn't aware of the world. And my I, I was very fat as a youngster. I was fat mm-hmm. until the age of 23. Basically... I graduated college at 22 or 23 or something like that. And then everything changed. I moved out into the real world. I moved in with one of my best friends who happens to live here in town. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I know. It's wonderful. It works out well for me. Um, And I I started sort of cleaning up my act after Mm -hmm. being in this super sheltered situation, um, not a very effective human being. Mm-hmm. i i realized that there's more to the world than this because I, I was never really happy yeah I, I mean i don't know about i don't know about you or anybody else but like um I, I i don't know how anybody feels about their existence but i at the age of 23 i was looking at my life and saying none of this has been particularly fun mm-hmm. none of this has been particularly noteworthy yeah and although i've always expected myself to get married and make babies or something why would i want to create a child who lives the same life because this isn't any good
0: to repeat the same existence that what, what do you think was the light bulb moment for you
1: i don't you know i don't really know um although
0: or do you think it was like a culmination of things
1: it was a culmination of things i mean i was I, I, I was always sort of motivated by like, I always wanted a girl. I always wanted a girlfriend or something. Yeah. No,
0: I think I never that's something. Really had companionship won. motivates a lot of people. It
1: really does. And, you know, I feel kind of square saying that, but I don't really think it's a bad thing. Um, it That's toned down a lot as I've aged. But um, I, I think there was one girl in particular, my senior year of college. So I was 22 or 23, however old I was. And I was like madly in love with her. And she actually paid attention to me but then it didn't work out and i kind of embarrassed myself in the process but that sort of made me realize there are other people out there like people will pay attention to me but there's something i'm lacking and yeah. what that basically was was confidence now now sure confidence comes from being a a a, a good at what you're trying to do yeah you know i w- what i was trying to do be a young man i was not very good at mm mm-hmm. So I, I sort of recognized that point where that fell apart, that potential relationship fell apart. And I was like, okay, why did this fall apart? Where are my problems here? Okay. There are certain things I can work on to make better. And one of them, of course, was that I was 315 pounds and sure I'm six foot two. So that's not gigantic or anything for six foot two, but I was really fat. I was like very soft yeah. at 23 years old. <laughs> um, so that was it's the just first not,
0: thing. Yeah. What you wanted to be.
1: Yeah. I, w- I was not happy with myself. I was not happy with myself at all, so I started losing weight, and um, a year and a half later I had lost 100 pounds, and it's like the world changed, it was amazing. Now I know there's like there's there was an, uh, this American Life podcast about this like a couple months ago or something. So everybody's <laughs> everybody knows what it's like when you lose a hundred pounds or a bunch of weight. Yeah. And the world is opened up to you and everything is different and everything is amazing and it's absolutely true. Um, it's absolutely true. It's amazing. Everything is better. Everybody's nicer. He's the second to you. person that
0: we've had on this show in particular who has has done something very drastic, but I think he was much bigger as well. Really. Um, and had um like I want to say gastric bypass surgery or yeah, something to that effect. I can't remember the exact details. We were more talking about his life and how it changed, but that was, you know, a big part of his story. And we were talking about it more in terms of like dragon con and like, you know, really, <laughs> but just something simple like that, how that could have been a trigger for him. And um, I just, I think it's really interesting. So yeah, it is definitely something that people are opening up a lot more about now. Like you hear about it a lot more.
1: It, yeah, you do. And, and people sort of, when people hear about it, people don't know as much as they used to. Like people who've known me for years are used to me now Mm -hmm. because I've been slimmer for like eight years or something like that. But when it happened, everyone was like, damn dude, that's impressive. What are you doing? How did you do that? That's amazing. You look great. You look Mm -hmm. fantastic. I barely recognize you and it feels really good. And I think people like to see that people like to see somebody who's like, you know, take an initiative to, uh, to
0: change their situation
1: and recognize something that they dislike and, attack it viciously yeah without hesitation which is basically what i did it was really boring for a year (laughs) okay i had no social life yeah you can't have a social life and lose weight
0: not that kind of way yeah definitely not
1: um you know that's
0: kind of one of my biggest struggles personally somebody who does struggle with their weight like is the social aspect i'm such a social person
1: it's really hard yes but i realized today i
0: had like a little bit of an epiphany and um, I've tried, like, all these different things. And, like, I think really for me is I I just need to find something that's a hobby that I like better than food, you know, that's active. Yeah. And if I can do that, like, food won't be this. Like, right now, I've just realized, like, a lot of things in my life are not quite where I want them to be. I've been working towards a lot of things. Yeah. So one thing that I've been, like... Getting a lot of enjoyment from is food, and it's food been kind fantastic. of filling that hole a little bit, <laughs> oh, and then eating. making me gain like a tremendous amount of weight. So, <laughs> like ice cream has filled the hole, but yeah, it is also oh, now I, was, I can't fit into any of my clothes. <laughs> I was
1: drunk on frozen custard last night. It was a great night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So I know realistically that I'm going to be very boring for about like six months until I can get myself back on track. It, but it's
1: a struggle, and it takes time, but yeah. it, you know it's it's worth it. Whenever People don't ask me anymore because they're not used to me being fat anymore, but people (laughs) sort of want me to inspire them. Yeah. And I would just say, you know, it's, it's not that hard. It just takes a long time and it's really boring. I mean, that's basically all it is. And I don't, I don't know. I was never particularly good at being a motivator.
0: It's simple, but it's not easy.
1: Yeah. And it's just, God, it's so damn boring to lose weight. That's,
0: I think that's honestly my biggest struggle is that
1: it's boring. It's just boring. (laughs) But you know what? I, I, It's one of the things I'm most proud of because I saw this thing in my life that I wasn't satisfied with. Mm -hmm. I knew where I wanted to be. I was like, this is the version of Z that should exist, that Mm -hmm. I want to exist, but it doesn't exist. So how can I get there? Mm -hmm. And that was the first and biggest step. And I took that step, took me about a year and a half, and it was so worth it. (laughs) it was the it was the best it was the best damn thing i've ever done i mean it's not it's not all pretty like um yeah. i mean if you lose a lot of weight your body gets kind of weird like i've had plastic surgery 3 times but you know what it's it it's worth it i would i've spent a lot of money on it too and yeah. i've never had a lot of money but i i've i've made it work for the sake of being happy yeah cuz i want to present a certain version of myself to the world that you worked very
0: hard to get yes
1: yes and after i lost all that weight and i still had like all this skin like i had boobs it was really ugly um you know i spent a lot of money on surgery but i would i would do it all over again because i've been so much happier as a result Mm -hmm. life has been brilliant and honestly i've got scars but i think it's kind of a it's like a point of pride you know
0: almost like like people get tattoos of certain things to remind them or something it's almost like that thing that symbol to yourself yeah, like yeah. what you've,
1: I, you know
0: I, I feel like we all carry emotional battle scars battle wounds you know
1: <laughs> i've got big ass battle yeah. <laughs> scars i was i was fighting with my former fatter self yeah and you know what i i don't mind at all and nobody else cares either like nobody mm-hmm. cares what i look like um let it's my, such a personal thing off. and
0: i think that's the biggest key is right there is like taking my like no this isn't about anybody else it's literally this is just about me
1: yeah i i feel a million times better it was the best thing i've ever done and when did i do that i was about 23 when i lost all that weight man life has been so much better
0: that's cool so life this is inspiring amazing. I've just got to like come to terms with the boringness.
1: It's so boring. <laughs> it's oh like, my God.
0: It hits home for me right now because I'm just like s- struggling with this particular issue. So like <laughs> intensely at this point in my life, like it, because I uh, switched to a desk job and then like everything I sit down all the time. Oh,
1: offices I, are dangerous. There's so much baked goods. And then in there's an like,
0: yes. So, and it was like, I, once I gave myself that first taste and I we used to be vegan too, I used to be very intense about my diet. Um, and then i just when i fell off that wagon it's been like
1: you just keep going yeah i just kept falling and kept
0: falling it's like i've gone into this dark hole (laughs) of bullshit i've been there cupcakes and ice cream and delicious dark hole
1: oh god it's so good oh i want to get so fat right now just thinking about it Mm. yeah
0: Are you one of those people that, like, fantasizes about things that you ate before?
1: (laughs) Sometimes. Well, yeah, or honestly, at this point, I just, I basically eat whatever I want, but I I stay pretty active, and Mm. I guess my appetite has shrank as I've aged, so I do okay for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe it's just me getting older and boring, but. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It it is, uh, I don't remember what you asked me.
0: <laughs> do you fantasize about the food that you want to eat, or like, do you fantasize about? I this is I've heard this advice before, and I, I just think it's crap. Like, when you're doing a, I did a juice fast once. Oh and god, that like, sounds awful. You have to think about, like, think about the last time you had that pizza. Like, why really, would you like, think revel, about? That? Like, revel in it and like enjoy the memory of the pizza, but don't eat the pizza. But, like, just think about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you're having a craving, just, like, remember how delicious it was. That's
1: like thinking about an ex.
0: Yeah. It's like, why would you do that to yourself? No, fuck off. I don't want to see it. It's I don't like, want it in my world.
1: Don't miss it. Don't be sad that it's over. Be happy that it happened. No.
0: That's bullshit. <laughs>
1: Nobody I agree. feels like that. I agree. I will I will not be happy that pizza happened and is no longer happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Except anyway. for that
0: moment of self-loathing when you're absolutely stuffed on pizza Mm. and the only thing in the world that will look more disgusting there's nothing in the world that will look more disgusting to you than another slice of pizza
1: Mm. you're like i have eaten
0: an entire pizza
1: we sound like such a couple of fatties right now
0: yeah dude we're channeling it
1: <laughs> i don't even Hard. care god i love eating um <laughs> <laughs> how but do you I, think
0: i got here i'm uh, in the same boat
1: <laughs> i do have to say that losing weight was the best thing i've ever done i mean going to grad school was good you know whatever starting to actually lift weights was good all these were like good things that i've done over the past
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, finding a career that you love all oh, good things uh, but really uh, it's just the weight <laughs>
1: yeah i could be a dishwasher i could be a busboy but you could be
0: a hot dishwasher that's or the important busboy part that's the
1: important part like Mm -hmm. i've got all the time in the world to make money (laughs) like i don't want to waste any time being unhealthy at this point like and i'm i kind of sound like i'm joking what
0: it's a damn that's deep
1: (laughs) i'm i kind of sound like i'm joking but honestly no i i do not want to waste any more i would do anything i don't give a shit as long as i'm healthy Mm -hmm. as long as i feel good about who i am i could go live in a van on the west coast Actually there's a dream of mine. <laughs> this the, is very specific. <laughs> I would be a homeless <laughs> busking dishwasher living in a van, but you know what? I would be chill. as fuck. I would be cool as hell. <laughs> That's funny. I have because looked- it's not it's not about money for mm-hmm. me. And it's not about money for a lot of people, but it is about money for a lot of people. But, but it's not I'm about like, money can for I me. I hover in the middle. Yeah, I mean, it's impo- I think I
0: want money to like have freedom. But that's about it.
1: Yeah. But then again, by by earning money, you you take away some of your freedom, which is kind of the conflict that we're in here in the Mm -hmm. first world. Sure, I guess so. Um, But I would, if I was working minimum wage, living paycheck to paycheck, I would rather be that and healthy than well paid and unhealthy Mm -hmm. and unhappy. It's just not a way to be. And I wouldn't go back to it
0: yeah i'm with you so i think that kind of wraps up the story of z a little bit we went a little bit off the track there um but one of the things that we like briefly talked about before and i know the fantasy part here kind of ties into some of the adventures like the fantasy of living in a van and stuff sounds like it (laughs) ties into some of the adventures that you've had
1: i guess i god i have had some adventures haven't i
0: yeah, the, I think the one that you mentioned was how you almost lost a car in the ocean and then how you almost died in the desert. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> that, I might be dramatizing things a little bit, but yeah. only a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, You know, I've got this super safe software job mm-hmm. in Atlanta. I get paid pretty well to do something that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know, and that's one of the things we struggle with, like, here in the first world, is that yeah. we, we get paid in fake internet money, we pay our bills with fake internet money, everything's so fake and abstract, and it all exists on the internet, in the ether and there's nothing tangible yeah and even experiences aren't really tangible but sometimes like i have like this craving to like go out and like do shit with my body and my hands i
0: don't know i totally can empathize with that yeah Yeah. where i want to like create something real
1: or even just be somewhere and realize that there's a world outside of this particular corporate culture that we Mm -hmm. live and spend in eternity in yeah But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I I guess one of my um, longtime goals was to drive out to the West Coast. Yeah. On a motorcycle. And I did that. (laughs) And I did that a few, like, three summers ago. I guess it was three summers ago now.
0: So this is recent.
1: Well, it was, yeah. I, I uh, I was living in St. Louis at the time. Um, I, I had moved there to be with a girl, but anyway, that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> that's
0: a whole other story.
1: <laughs> that is a, a whole other,
0: other Oprah <laughs> show.
1: That is a whole, uh, God, you're right. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I wanted to sort of go on some sort of grand adventure. So, and I'd always sort of dreamed of the West. So I bought a motorcycle, a big comfortable one. Mm-hmm. And I planned two and a half weeks off, and I drove out to California from Missouri. I drove all the way through Kansas and Colorado, Utah, New Mexico, Arizona, California, Nevada. it was it was insane. and I when I look back at it, I can't really believe that I did it. Um, we, I don't know if you've ever been out to the desert, the American Southwest, but It's amazing. I literally, I was driving. I was looking for Monument Valley, which Mm -hmm. is well known as, I guess, where Forrest Gump stops running. Yeah. And says, "I think I'll go home now." But anyway, like that particular scene is in Monument Valley, which is this really cool place in the Navajo Nation. And God, I don't even remember what state. I feel so uncultured right now. But anyway, the the American Southwest, and I felt like I was on Mars. You can drive for 30 minutes in any direction if you're not on the interstate and you won't see anybody. Eventually you'll see like a gas station that somehow exists in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Somehow they have utilities in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's amazing. But I had never seen anything like it because I'm from around here and everything's green. There's water everywhere. And generally there's people everywhere. Mm, Yeah. But out there, there's just nothing and i can understand why because you can't live out there Mm -hmm. the fact that people do live out there is insane because there's nothing but dirt oh but anyway there there are there's all these like curvy canyon roads they drive through like well i guess canyons and there's like rocks everywhere Mm -hmm. and everything is red and i felt like i was on mars it was the coolest thing um, and I, I camped out a couple of nights. I remember I slept in the back of a church parking lot one time <laughs> because I was, you know, all the hotels were booked in page Arizona, which is over near Lake Powell. Yeah. Nobody knows where that is, but anyway, it's no, I have no idea where that is, but yeah, <laughs> they film movies there. It's really cool looking. <laughs> um, but I, I camped out in the back of a church parking lot because I couldn't book a hotel room. So I I pitched a tent and uh, parked my motorcycle and some, and the next day I had a phone interview and I got a job. But anyway, (laughs) wow, (laughs) it's it's funny how these things sort of work out, work themselves out sometimes.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, But anyway, my goal was to go to California and drive, drive up the West coast to Oregon to see some friends, but I didn't quite make it all the way because I was driving like 500 or 600 miles a day and i was really beating myself up i mean i was 29 or 30 at the at the time yeah i mean not old but not particularly young my body was taking a beating just driving all those miles on a motorcycle yeah in a day and i realized that if i didn't go significantly slower i was going to run the risk of killing myself
0: by like crashing by crashing yeah. into
1: a canyon or falling yeah. off a cliff or whatever um, so you know, I realized the normal
0: thing, the usual thing, <laughs> motorcycle
1: stuff, you know, typical motorcycle stuff. So I you wouldn't understand <laughs> you have to be part of the club. Come on. <laughs> so I decided just to just cut back early and take mm-hmm. a bit more leisurely route. Um, but I was driving through Nevada. I, it was, sorry, it was just North of San Francisco is where I decided to head back East and, mm-hmm. So I did. I drove through Napa Valley and all that stuff through Sacramento and Reno. And oh, my God, the the area around Lake Tahoe is beautiful.
0: I've heard that. I was out close to there recently, and it's, I didn't get a chance to go out there, but I heard that it's like a, an amazing place. It's
1: so cool. It's like you're in an alpine forest in the middle of the desert. It's just the, It's brilliant, which wow. is the Grand Canyon is like that, too. You're like driving through the desert and all of a sudden there's trees all around you because you're going up so high elevation. Mm. Anyway, I'm rambling. <laughs> but I was driving back through Nevada. I was trying to get to, I don't know, Salt Lake City or something by midnight or some insane goal. But there was a lot of wind. It was I was driving on the highway because I was kind of in a hurry, probably 75 miles an hour. And no, I'd had to slow down because it was so windy. And I was constantly leaning into the wind. So I wasn't upright on my motorcycle. I was a little bit off, maybe 15 degrees, maybe not that much. But I was leaning over into the wind because it was constantly blowing on my right side. Mm. And I saw off in the distance, there's this dust storm. And you'll see these in the desert if you ever go out there. There's these little storms. They look like miniature tornadoes. Mm-hmm. They're like usually only like four or five feet wide, but there's just this little storm that kicks up dust. Mm-hmm. And because it's so windy out there. Mm -hmm. But there was one, it was about 50 feet wide and I saw it coming. It like kicked up dust out of nowhere, like really quickly about 200 feet to my right. And then it just sort of tore across the landscape and hit me on the highway.
0: What? Okay.
1: Ow. Well, it wasn't like a physical thing that like hit me. It was wind. Yeah. But you know, all of a sudden, like the wind that was already really strong was a whole hell of a lot stronger. This thing knocked me into the other lane. So it must not have been an interstate because I did go into the opposite lane's traffic. Um, But it knocked me a good 15 feet into the other Mm -hmm. lane. I managed to stay upright, Mm -hmm. but the road, this particular road in Nevada was sort of elevated. They built it up over the desert floor because otherwise sand would just cover it. And it knocked me basically to the opposite end of the road had it knocked me a few more feet i would have fallen off yeah probably a 10 foot drop at 55 miles an hour
0: oh geez it's that high
1: it's it's maybe not 10 maybe i'm exaggerating or dramatizing things it might have been like five or eight feet enough for me to like seriously it's like a
0: person i would have broken
1: my neck i would have been shattered on the inside had it knocked me a few more feet I probably wouldn't be here today. Yeah. I would be paralyzed if nothing else. I don't really know. But that was...
0: That is so t- I didn't realize, like, you kind of told me the story before, but I didn't realize, like, how high of a drop that was. Like, I was visualizing, like, you know, the the roads that are, like, curved on the sides, like, they're the raised. I I wasn't imagining, like, five feet, like... Well,
1: you know, I don't really remember, Um, but it, That's had like, it knocked me yeah. farther... And it also knocked me into oncoming traffic, basically, too. Yeah. There was all these cars out there. And luckily, there was not a car coming at the time. And I was able to go back into my own lane. But it was such a dramatic shift. And had it been knocked me a few more feet farther, I could have been seriously fucked up. Yeah. It was bad. That's great. But... You know that's the kind of stuff that i'm kind of glad it happened because i'd always romanticized taking a big trip like that Mm -hmm. i'd always wanted to go out west and go on an adventure by myself and i did that and i'm proud of the fact that i did it i'm proud of the fact that i survived my voice is getting rough i'm proud of it all and i don't necessarily regret any of it despite the fact that it honestly wasn't that fun yeah, it was, it was of a
0: challenge. It then. was
1: mostly a lot of pain. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of pain.
0: The things we do to ourselves.
1: But you know what? I feel like this sounds silly, but I probably did grow as a person as a result of it. Oh,
0: no, totally. I mean,
1: I survived all that. I accomplished this goal that I'd wanted to do for years. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of myself that I did. And now I don't ever want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm good. Had I not done that, I would have
0: always had that "what if." Or, I'd still
1: want yeah. to go to California on a motorcycle, but I'd yeah. drive from Atlanta instead of Missouri, and which would be cool because I'd get to drive through Texas and yeah. New Mexico. But, but anyway, it's gonna <laughs> be I,
0: a lot of the same thing, though.
1: I, I tell people if you if they ever get a chance to go to the American Southwest, do it. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's brilliant. But go in a car. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. it's way more fun i because i was there in august it was 104 degrees for like a solid day for several days while i was driving through 104 degrees and i was of course fully dressed being on a motorcycle
0: um yeah you have to wear like a jacket and like a i special. was i
1: was wearing a black ni- nylon jacket and blue jeans and a full helmet and gloves and everything so mm-hmm. i was not comfortable yeah <laughs> but no? thank you it was uh I'm proud of myself that I've done it.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. in terms of other adventures, I know this isn't your only travel adventure. So, what are some of the other places you've like been? Like, where, where else have you had Wanderlust strike and take you?
1: Um, I don't know. I've been I've been around Europe twice, Western Europe, not everywhere. I've I've been around the United States twice, once by plane, once by motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there was there's this airline. Um, uh, yeah JetBlue. i don't know if you yeah. know the airline JetBlue. i don't know if they still do this but they have this all you can jet pass i bought one of those um <laughs> in 2010 that's actually
0: really awesome yeah
1: i went on uh, i went i visited 22 cities in like a month one time it was really cool how
0: much was it back then
1: it was like 500 dollars.
0: that's so cheap it's it's
1: gr- it's brilliant of course you can basically everything transfers through jfk In New York, yeah. So it's you're never it's never a direct flight, and a lot of times you're wasting time.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) But the fact is, I was like, I didn't have any money, and this was a brilliant way for me to see the United States, which I'd always wanted to do. So I Mm -hmm. went to Chicago and DC. I went all over the West Coast and all over. Of course, I skipped the stuff in the middle because everybody Mm does. (laughs) Everybody does. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Sorry, flyover state people. Sorry, Central. Sorry, Middle America people. Sorry, people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> sorry midwesterners
0: there you go <laughs> that's the term for it
1: i like the midwest chicago is nice anyway tennessee nice um i've still never been to texas but i like to think that i've been to every big city in the united states and i, I for the most part i have aside from texas
0: mm-hmm.
1: and having done that that sort of gave me the confidence when i settled here to know that this is where i should be yeah you know i've spent I'm Not a lot of time, but I've spent quality time in a lot of cities on the West Coast, the East Coast and the Midwest. And Atlanta was home more than anything else. Not just in proximity to to my hometown, of course. Yeah. But the people here, the way of life here, it just provides something that I realized suited me after I'd been to all these other places. Interesting. And had I not been to all those other places, had I not lived in New York for a month, had I not, you know, spent like two weeks in San Francisco, you know, like all those other glamorous Mm -hmm. cities, had I not spent quality time there, I might still be thinking, man, Atlanta's cool, but I want to live in blah, 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 blah. Now that I've lived in blah, 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 I know that, yeah, sure, they're nice and they're glamorous, but it's better here. What do you think is the <laughs> at least the, better for me?
0: Okay, fair enough. What's the the selling point? What's kind of the
1: you know it's it's hard to say, but just fits. It just fits, and the people here are great. Interesting. It, the The culture here is
0: it's very unique. It's it's it's, it's a unique, really interesting, it's interesting juxtaposition too between like there's the city of Atlanta, which is very different than all of the surrounding states. Oh yeah. And, I
1: know. And of course, Atlanta is very different than uh, Georgia in general, but I don't know. The people just seem genuine here in a kind way. They yeah. seem to care about each other and care There's about a, their a city. a little bit
0: more of a community, especially now. Um, shout out to Atlanta because they're just building a lot of infrastructure and they're doing a lot of um, almost beautification of the city. Like We already have so many like cool spaces here yeah, like, that do. people don't realize like, we have so much green space. We have so much like there's just so much to offer here, yeah. um, you know, even in terms of housing, it's it's nowhere near as bad as like a lot of other big cities. Um, and now that they're building the Beltline, which is going to be a walkable trail that pretty much goes around like the inner city, you know, the, like they've gotten like a big chunk of that obviously constructed, but they're building a lot more of it too. So I think it's going to be really interesting as all of that comes together.
1: I think Atlanta is a brilliant city and I could have moved anywhere when i moved here because i had a work from home job um but i picked this place because i had friends here and because i thought the culture was the culture was a fit after being everywhere else that i thought was interesting yeah and i have zero regrets this has been a brilliant place to live a brilliant place to earn and spend money and a brilliant place to meet people cool you know when i was younger i was uh when I was younger I think I was about 28 when I moved to Missouri Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I moved to St. Louis because I was dating a girl there who had moved to St. Louis for a job we met in my hometown she moved there and I was sort of homeless in grad school so I moved there to be with her and I sort of told myself it doesn't matter where you go because I'd already moved around a bit around the east coast and I lived in New York for a bit and I realized that it doesn't matter where you are, you're gonna do the same kind of stuff. You're gonna yeah. hang out with the same kind of people, you're gonna do the same kind of place. <laughs> Sorry, you're gonna do the same kind of stuff, you're gonna to go to the same kind of places. Mm-hmm. And no matter where you go, no matter where you go, there you are, you're always gonna be you. Yeah. And you're gonna find people like yourself mm-hmm. and you're gonna find activities that suit you no matter where you are. And I always said that, and I think that's kind of true.
0: But I think you can find cities where your lifestyle is more approachable.
1: But I have to say that I enjoy being me more here yeah. than I did. So there are
0: places <laughs> where being you is going to be a little bit easier.
1: It, it just yeah. feels better, you know? It might not make any sense, but I love this city.
0: But I, I know we're kind of getting... We're getting very like granular here, but
1: um, <laughs> well, we've already talked about all this once before.
0: Well, I know, and that's and that's part of the problem. We are we're kind of getting we're getting more depth into it than we were last time. Um, but I do still want to talk about your story about the
1: car. Oh, the car!
0: And really, some of your younger escapades.
1: My younger, I didn't have any escapades until I was like twenty-seven.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> Actually, no, no. Okay, I, yeah, I was twenty-five when I flew to Ireland. First time I was ever on a plane. Um. Well, they upgraded us to flirt first hold on, let me rephrase that. So my first plane ride ever mm-hmm. was this Euro trip I'd booked with my best friend's girlfriend. Weird, right? Anyway, but we we'd booked a trip to <laughs> Europe. creepy to get, as it sounds, by the way. It was it was totally friendly. If we booked a trip to Europe. Mm-hmm. I was twenty five years old, first time I ever flew.
0: Yeah.
1: And we were gonna fly out of Jacksonville. But they rerouted us through New York or something like that. I don't remember the specifics, but anyway, me, twenty five years old, the girl I'm with, what, eighteen or nineteen or however however old she was, yeah, they upgraded us to first class because they had to change our flight. <laughs> so we were on a six hour flight from I think LaGuardia to Dublin. In first class That's it was awesome. the best thing I've ever I've never experienced such luxury in my life they kept giving us food it was really weird and of course she wasn't old enough to drink but they kept they kept giving her wine it was amazing I was like um yes I will take that I found yes that I will take that coolest,
0: be- coolest part ever right when I was 19 on I was like four days after my 19th birthday flying to China and then I kept getting alcohol and I realized it's because they're con- they're they are they are following the Chinese laws for drinking when they don't have a drinking age. So I could literally drink. I got so drunk on that plane. It (laughs) was so so bad. I went like crazy immediately. I was like, oh, this is what I'm walking into.
1: (laughs) It was so much fun. And we felt so fancy. And I mean, that was the first time I'd ever flown. I was like, you know, a poor kid from the trailer park. And I'm in first class on the six hour flight. Mm -hmm. It was just a really fun experience. But anyway, so we were driving around. We went to Ireland. We were there for four days. Yeah. We were driving around and we'd rented a car because that's what you do if you're not just going to hang out in Dublin or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And since there were two of us, we wanted to be able to drive around. So we rented a car. And every other night we were just sleeping in the car because we were poor. We didn't have any money. We had barely enough money for this trip. So on nights one and three, we booked hostels. But on two and four, we were just going to camp out in the car. And that's what we did. So on the fourth night, we were driving around the west coast of Ireland before... We were flying out in the morning, but we were looking for a place to park the car that was dark and quiet Mm -hmm. so we could just park it and get some sleep. We were having a hard time finding a place that was secluded and we didn't want people to bother us. So we were driving along the West Coast and we, f- we noticed this beach. Mm-hmm. It's called Inch Beach. It's like this little, I don't know what the geographical term is, but it's like this beach It just juts out into the ocean
0: mm.
1: for about two miles. And we noticed a lot of cars were driving on us. We're like, hey, let's go check that out. So we did. And we checked it out and it was nice. and It was quiet. It was secluded. Let's camp here tonight, right? Great idea. We'll just camp on the beach where all the cars drive. Turns out the reason that the cars were driving... On the beach is because the sand was densely packed. And the reason why the sand is densely packed is because the tide was out. So, a couple of hours after we've fallen asleep and are dozing off in the car, or whatever, I'm woken up because there are waves crashing on the car. <laughs> no big deal, right? There's waves crashing on the 20,000 euro car that's. You know, I paid for with my credit card and has the potential to ruin me financially for the rest of my life. Because, I'm guessing
0: you didn't get insurance because you're Oh, poor. no,
1: because I was poor. I had no money <laughs> at the time. I thought I was going to be in debt for the rest of my life yeah. paying for this stupid car. And the Irish government or Avis was going to come after me and just like sue the shit out of me for yeah. being an idiot in parking car in the ocean. Um, we freak out. We don't know what to do. The water hadn't gotten into the car yet, but it was lapping up onto the wheels mm. and sort of rocking the car a little yeah. bit. We get out, panic. We, we run away, look for a place, some sort of anyone to help us. I don't know what they would do. We were looking for help, but we don't know what to do. We couldn't find a soul. It was deserted. There was no one there. There were no buildings with lights on. There were houses, but we didn't really want to disturb because we weren't actually in danger. Mm-hmm. Um, We didn't know what to do. So we went back to the car and turns out that the water had not come up any farther.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: did not get into the car.
0: So and I was, you thought it was going to get like more.
1: The, the tide didn't come up anymore. Yes. And it was really cold, but the car did not go into the ocean. <laughs> So we, for the sake of not freezing our asses off, and it was like May, but still Ireland is cold, right? We get in the car and we finish out the night with the engine running to stay warm. Mm-hmm. And I don't get a wink of sleep because I'm waiting for the tide to go out. <laughs> Luckily it does. And I managed to get, I don't know, maybe a couple of hours of sleep. Yeah. We we're woken up at 4 a.m. because there is a Range Rover that pulls up on the beach behind us. And it is a man who works at a bed and breakfast overlooking the beach.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he has a Range Rover in Ireland where no one has Range Rovers. And he tows us out. He tows us out of the sand. He he gives me a shovel to dig out the wheels. And he's like, okay, you dig out those wheels. I'm going to yank your car out of there. And you'll follow me up to my bed and breakfast. And I'll give you some coffee and we'll chat. Yeah. And that's what happens. It's amazing. Like, I.
0: Okay, whoa, whoa. So how did this guy know? And is this something that happens a lot? I mean.
1: See, that's the thing. He was telling us about it. And the reason why he has a Range Rover is because he works on that beach. And so many people lose their cars on that beach and get (laughs) their car. He said there were literally four cars underneath the sand. Oh, my God. If they don't get like towed out quickly enough, they can literally—they will be lost and gone forever.
0: Oh my gosh! So you thought you were scot free, like you thought you were out of danger, but really it was already sinking. Yeah, it
1: was—it was, it was <laughs> sinking. The and real
0: threat wasn't the water; it was the sand.
1: Yeah, yeah. And if if I had been out there farther, and if we had not towed it out when we did, had it been out there for another day, it mm-hmm. probably would be gone. Yeah. That twenty thousand pound. Sorry, 20,000 euro Nissan Micra would be underneath (laughs) the ocean, (laughs) underneath the sand in the west coast of Ireland. (laughs) Yeah. And he and he he towed us out and he brought us up to his little B&B. He made us coffee and he just told us stories about pulling cars out of the sand. The sweet old Irishman with his sweet old Irishman accent was telling us stories about pulling out cars from the ocean. And it was the best morning and he didn't charge us anything even though he usually does and we made our flight to london (laughs) and it was one of those things where you never expected to happen and it's absolutely terrifying but when you look back at it you're like man you know i'm kind of glad that i almost lost a car (laughs) to (laughs) the tides (laughs) yeah because really cool shit happens and it's it's just sort of a it's what's the word i'm looking for here Hmm. it's an example of like the randomness of the world Mm -hmm. and the humanity that the humanity that you can see the humanity what am i trying to say here i've been drinking
0: (laughs) (laughs) so you're saying it's just kind of (laughs) serendipity
1: yeah you know how things just happen it definitely wasn't according to plan And I never would have said, yeah, let's almost lose a car in the ocean. That's because that sounds exhausting and it's annoying. And at the time I was terrified. (laughs) That's like a
0: terrible idea. Who would plan that?
1: (laughs) But I'm I'm glad it happened because me and the girl I was with were closer for the rest of the trip as a result of it because we'd been through that. Yeah. I have fonder memories of Ireland because of that.
0: Yeah, because you get to meet the the guy yeah friend. yeah
1: yeah and we saw some real ass irish hospitality which is apparently a thing i don't know but we
0: <laughs> not everybody that goes that to out. ireland gets to listen to a little old irish man tell like great stories like that's everybody's dream right yeah <laughs> About it, ireland that's what everybody wants it when was go to ireland.
1: so cool they usually the end up
0: in a pub with some racist assholes
1: <laughs> now we did that too that was fun that was fun well they were I racist did that in dublin really yeah. everyone was kind in my experience
0: oh no they were they were talkative i don't know how race came into it but like immediately like there were some like and i was like whoa they found a way they found a way they found a way <laughs> to be as offensive as possible and as concise as possible oh nice it was a right really thick irish accent so
1: <laughs> it was a um
0: they were missing a bunch of teeth too so <laughs> they were an interesting bunch two old men old men and i was like oh so these are like the rednecks of Ireland. I get it now. Like most of the people are normal, obviously, but they were just like two that stuck out. And I was like, oh, so they have them here, too. We've
1: got them everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So
0: on that note, I think it's about time to wrap up.
1: I think I've told you everything I could ever tell you about myself. I am <laughs> out of being interesting.
0: That's actually not true.
1: <laughs> nope. I'm nope. Completely run dry. I'm
0: dapped. I think he's just drunk. I think that's what it is. You just hit the 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 drunk threshold here. Um, So, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'm your host, Veeps.
1: And I am Z, but you don't know me.
0: Hey guys if you liked what you heard today be sure to head over to our website it's ydkmpodcast.com we have more information about our guests from the show as well as some show notes also feel free to follow us on social media we are at ydkmpodcast on everything as usual the music in this episode is courtesy of bensound.com that's b-e-n-s-o-u-n-d.com